Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote what up and happy holidays it's the crossover pod friday edition i'm howard beck senior writer for sports illustrated my guest today is one of the best three-point shooters of all time now certainly one of the best nba analysts and nba podcasters out there he is jj reddick we covered a whole bunch of stuff including the sudden onslaught it's an onslaught of parody in the league uh, covered all that. The Lakers' uh, quandary over whether to make a major trade and my belief that they are wasting LeBron's last best years. You can check out the story I wrote about that earlier this week on SI.com. Also talked about JJ's retirement, uh, his podcasting career, that transition. And most importantly, uh, he gave me a great recommendation for the best new burger joint in Brooklyn. So don't miss that, uh, fellow Brooklynites. Before we get to all that, a, re- a quick reminder, please rate review and subscribe to the crossover wherever you get your podcasts this episode will also be on youtube if you'd like to see our shining faces just go to the sports illustrated channel on youtube and you can find us there and as always if you've got any feedback for me please hit me on twitter at howard beck okay my conversation with jj reddick is coming up next so stick around This is The Crossover, an NBA show hosted by Sports Illustrated's Chris Mannix and Howard Beck. It's a whole new level for you and me, Chris, this relationship. Like and subscribe for the best weekly NBA content these two are capable of. What does that mean? Could be the best duo ever. I don't see how you can beat that. Here they are, Chris Mannix and Howard Beck. Now pleased to be joined by one of the best NBA analysts in the business, host of the Old Man in the Three pod. Also, low-key, a foremost authority on the best pizza in my neighborhood in Brooklyn. JJ Reddick here, courtesy today of DraftKings. JJ, 
How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, how are you, by the way? Um, good? I'm doing great. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, we got a chance to bump into each other briefly in a Barclays Center corridor about a, a month or so ago. Um, good to see you again. Uh, do you have any new pizza recommendations for me? Because the last <laughs> time you were the one who basically told me that one of the best pizza joints in Brooklyn was coming to my neighborhood. I was already a little bit up the block. They were opening a second one. And you actually, because we, we randomly bumped into each other uh, in Brooklyn, you told me exactly where this pizza place was coming. It's been spectacular, of course. Uh, it's uh, outgrowth of Lucali, famous Lucali. Um, anywhere else I need to go in my own neighborhood that I don't know about that you do? <laughs> you know, I, d I don't have any pizza wrecks. It's funny. I, I, I've had this weird relationship with uh, going out to eat since COVID. I, I think I just got out of the habit of, I, w I was a psycho about uh, restaurants and food and the food scene in, in any city that I've lived in. And after COVID, I just got out of that habit. And so I, but I've tried a couple of new places. There's actually a great spot in Brooklyn Heights called Ingus, Ingus Bar. Okay. Um, it's on uh, Hicks or Henry Street. Uh, it's down sort of by the BQ BQE, but I am a, I'm a burger fanatic and th it's easily one of the best burgers in the city and a great vibe. It's like old school, swanky, dark wood. It's a, it's a, it's a cool spot. Ingus Bar. Excellent. All right. Now I know where I'm going with uh, your ESPN colleague, June Lee, who covers uh, baseball for ESPN. We have we've been doing an informal kind of burger tour every time we get together, but it's always been in Manhattan. I'll get June back out to Brooklyn. We'll go. We'll go yes. to Ingus. Perfect. Love that. Love Thank that. you for the rec. Um, so speaking of when we bumped into each other randomly on a street in Brooklyn um, at that time, I, I recall like you were that was when you realized like you might not be able to continue playing um yeah i appreciate you not leaking information howard you know i, I, gave I, you, I held on to this for like I 18 gave, months <laughs> i gave you some proprietary information you that did. day that <laughs> was that was uh well before uh me sort of making a decision about uh my future but yeah. yeah i mean the retirement thing was it was hard because i am so in love with the game of basketball and i'm so grateful for everything that has given me um and what I've realized, one of the most important things it gave gave me was friendships and relationships, and that's that's what I miss the most. And, and I miss that. I miss competing. And so the process of of letting go of all of that. It's one thing to have the desire. I want to spend more time with my family. I want to see my kids grow up. I want to uh, not be working on Christmas, but of course I'm working on Christmas this year. I, it's unavoidable. Luckily, that you know we're in New York, and I'm working the Knicks Philly game. I'm so excited, and and the whole family's come into the game. Um, it's it's one thing to have that desire. It's another thing entirely to actually go through the process of letting go of something that's so such a big part of your identity and your life. And that that was that was really hard. That was really hard. I'm I'm sure it was. I know that there's this. Um... You know, the, the, like nobody goes to go out on their own terms, right? We use this cliche. Well, you didn't get to go out. Like nobody, almost nobody does. Was that the thing that you kind of had to overcome on, on part, some part? Because this was an injury thing, right? Where you, you yeah. literally just could not get out there anymore, as I recall. And it was, it was kind of pushed you into this place. Yeah. The, the, if I had, if I had won a championship, it would have been a much easier decision 
and a much easier internal monologue and process of saying I'm ready to to hang it up and and be done. Uh, so that that factored into the the process, the decision making as well. But yeah, my injury. I mean, I still haven't had surgery, and I still can't really do very much anything that's active. Uh, I I get to walk around a golf course. I can do that. Um, but you know, I last year I played a couple tennis. I uh, did a couple tennis clinics uh, in Brooklyn and couldn't walk for three days. Um, and that was, you know, an hour of hitting balls. Uh, it's so, but again, I, I, I look at this, I can function, uh, you know, I need to shave my heel bone. Uh, I have an overgrown heel bone that's caused some tearing in my Achilles. I got to clean up my Achilles. I got to clean out the bursa sac that's, that's in between those two things. So at some point I'll probably get it. It's just a matter of, uh, I don't really feel like being in a boot for four months and going through a grueling rehab process. Uh, you know, so, uh, I'll get it done eventually, eventually. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't blame you. How do you fulfill or how do you fill the competitive void? They're like, are you crushing your kids in Uno or like, wh- <laughs> where's, where's the competitive stuff go? Uh, I, I channel it in a couple different ways. I, I golf has been, uh, has filled a, a part of my soul that I didn't expect. And I had, I had dabbled in golf, but I'd gone years without playing. And and as I was approaching my last year, I, I decided uh, maybe golf can be the thing. And that to me is like the ultimate competitive thing because of your handicap and the course conditions. And if you get a match going, maybe a little, little action on the match, like it, I, I get some juice from that. And then the the second career that that to me you, there's not a tangible result at the end of the day but there's certain ways to sort of channel that competitiveness and part of it is the podcast and and building out uh an audience and a community and DraftKings has been such a great partner with us this year uh it's it's become sort of an extension of the community that we already had in place over the last 2 years and uh, and then with the ESPN stuff uh, I, I I get that performance anxiety from calling games. You're down on the court. You're next to the players. Some of them, you know, come over and say hi before the game. Or uh, one of them kept talking to me the whole time. It was bizarre, like in the middle of the game. I'm like, dude, I got headsets on. I can't hear you what you're saying to me. Uh, but that, that that it's it. I, I did Taylor Rooks's show last week, and I explained to her the feeling, Howard of going on the road in the playoffs in a close game in a hostile environment and making big plays down the stretch and getting a win and then getting back to the locker room with your teammates and the coaching staff and the training staff and the buzz and the energy of that it is a drug it is addictive and it it it, it's something that i don't know that i'll ever be able to capture again but I, that's why I'm so grateful that I got to experience it so many times in the 30 years that I got to play competitive basketball. Um, I want to get back to some of that because I'm really fascinated just about, you know, the, the, the transition to your career. And obviously it wasn't much of a transition in some ways because you were you were doing the podcast for the last several years of your career. So you were you know, you had some momentum going before you retired. Uh, but let's I want to hit a couple quick uh, NBA things um, for a minute here, because as you and I sit here on December 22nd, um, we have. I think in the 20, now my 26th season covering this league somehow, uh, I don't think I've seen parody like this. I don't know that you ever saw as, as uh, 
you know, with during your time in the game or as a fan, this kind of parody. Uh, four games are separating number one from number ten in the West right now. Um, the East is a little bit uh, more stratified, but still, like it's it's nine teams or five hundred or higher. The Raptors are tenth, but they're four games out of sixth. Orlando's nine games under five hundred, but feels like a 500 team right now, somehow like they're really competitive. The same with the thunder. Like those, I feel like those are the two analogs for each other in the two conferences. Um, what the hell is going on? Uh, why is, why do you think there's all this pair? I wrote about this a couple weeks ago and I got a lot of people with a lot of theories, but what's your feeling about why we're having so much parody in the league, uh, right now? And is it a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a great thing. Um, I would start with the talent level in the NBA. I would start there. Because I was thinking about this even with the Christmas Day games. Like uh, you mentioned DraftKings. The, the guys with the five best odds of winning MVP right now, they're all playing on Christmas Day. Hmm. You know who else is playing on Christmas Day? LeBron James, John Morant. We're, we're, we were supposed to get Steph Curry as well. He, he's not in the top five for odds on DraftKings. So like – We've got those are those are five games. At a typical day, we have ten to twelve games. Think about that. Yes. We, we don't we, have, we don't have Zion Williamson playing on Christmas. We don't have Trey Young. Play. Like the amount of talent in the league, the amount of players that you can legitimately say are franchise players. I I, I think it's as healthy as it's ever been in terms of the talent level. Um, some of it, to me, is. Uh, the, the luxury tax and and teams having to make hard decisions. And because of the Supermax contracts now, once a team signs uh, a guy to that, uh, your roster flexibility gets much lower. And so there that creates parity. You're able to build out teams now in a better way. And then the third thing, there's a lot of smart teams. There's a lot of smart teams, and a lot of smart teams have drafted really well. The draft is always going to be a crapshoot. You can never sort of uh, scientifically predict what's going to happen because we're human beings, and and you don't know if a guy is going to get injured early in his career. You don't know how he's going to react to signing a max contract. You don't know if, if you don't have the proper player development in place. You don't have the proper coach in place. You don't have the proper fit, uh, the pieces around him. You don't know. But I, I think there's teams that have done it really well. Memphis Grizzlies, for example, have drafted really well. Yes, they hit on John Morant. They hit on Jaron Jackson Jr. But think about the guys that they have drafted later in the draft. Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark, Desmond Bain, who's now looks like a second star in Memphis. So I, I, I think that that's some of it. That, I don't think there's one thing, Howard, why there's yeah. so much parity. But I, I think those are all – That's part of the conversation surely there's things i'm leaving out there's people smarter than me that can probably point to other uh factors as well uh i agree with all of that and those you hit you hit at least a couple of the factors that other people around the league had kind of suggested to me including just the fact that as you say like the talent level is just higher now and guys are coming in um a lot of them just ready to play uh and and you you know you look at even this rookie class the last couple rookie classes it used to be that you could not make an impact on winning as a rookie in this league for a long time. I mean, some did, obviously, but very, the, gener- the, gen- the generational players did. The generational, yes, players, exactly, yeah. but not the role guys, right? Like, not not the you know the, the Benedict uh, Matherins coming in or something, right? Like a little lower. David, than a lot David of- Roddy from Memphis, right? He, 
Aldama from Memphis. Like these, Me- these guys. Has Memphis know, missed on a single pick? <laughs> that, shout out to Zach Kleiman. Jeez, For man. Sure. The guy, the guy, uh, uh, you know, avoids any press or publicity and he just goes about that, that whole, that whole uh, front office just goes about and does their job really well. You could, you could uh, survey a thousand NBA fans and unless they lived in Memphis and even those folks probably could not pick Zach Kleiman out of a lineup uh, on Twitter or on internet, on the internet. Zach, your, your, your point though, Howard, it's such a great point about the young talent and, and, and their impact on winning. Hey, I, you brought up the magic. I'll, I'll, I'll mention the Houston Rockets as well. Um, objectively speaking, neither of these teams are very good, but if you look at some of the wins that they have, yeah. wh- why is that? Because they have talented young players, Jalen green, Kevin Porter, Jr. Shangun, like, the Magic now finally are starting to hit on some draft picks. Paulo Bancaro, at the time, no one thought he was going number one. He's a stud, man. He looks like a guy that's going to give you 25, 8, and 5 for the next 12 to 15 years. I'm just glad we got 12 minutes into the podcast before you went straight to the Duke promotion. So that's <laughs> that was good. And it was and it was completely natural segue too. Like brotherhood, baby. The brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real thing, isn't it? Like, yeah, it is. People ask about it all the time. What makes the Duke Brotherhood uh, unique? And there's other schools that have had this. We had one guy, one guy for forty plus years. We all had a shared experience because we played for that guy. We played for Coach, and when I played there after I played there, even now it's very easy to forge a relationship and a bond with guys that you didn't overlap with. Mike Dunleavy is one of my closest friends. We didn't like, we played two months together in Milwaukee. We were already close friends way before that. Um, You know, some of the older guys, Quinn Snyder, Jay Billis, like these are guys I talk to on a regular basis. Um, So I think, I think the, the 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 key thing there is there was one guy there, and we all had that shared experience of uh, of playing for a legend. Yeah. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. One more quick NBA thing. You did mention um, LeBron and playing on Christmas, and the Lakers obviously are in a really bad state. Um you and I talked about this a little bit when we bumped into each other some weeks ago. I just wrote about the Lakers earlier this week, so I'm going to uh, plug my own stuff again um, in asking this question. But I, I framed the story that I wrote this week about the idea that essentially the Lakers are wasting the final great years of LeBron. Like, you don't know which year is the last year for an all-time great, and, and he's already pushed the envelope way beyond what anybody else had done. No one's had a year 20 like this in the first place. And... I think they need to be all in. And I said this, I've been very consistent on this, JJ, because um, the Lakers are probably not happy with me right now. But I said the same thing when he was in his final years in Cleveland. Like, I didn't think they should hold on to that Nets pick that they were saying, oh, this is the key to our future. Like, if you have LeBron James, if you have Steph Curry, and I'll apply the same thing to them too. Like, I thought they I thought they should have traded those guys before they became the players that they became. Nothing against, you know, their young guys. I think that when you have one of those guys, you are obligated you have a responsibility to surround them with the best possible talent for every year that they are still performing at an elite level. I think LeBron still is. There's some other stuff going on now injury-wise that that you just can't do anything about. But I don't believe they should be holding on to those picks as if they're the key to the future because you have LeBron right now. Um, where do you stand on kind of that, that uh, conundrum, I guess? It's a great question, a great thought. Um, I'm actually, I'll actually go read what you wrote because um, I'm curious to hear your sort of takes and thoughts in depth about it. Um, the Lakers are a team I've had to talk a lot about um, because, uh, you know, we, we do it all the time on first take. It comes up on the podcast. Uh, I don't want to be too harsh here, but I will be. I mentioned there's a lot of smart teams and how they're running their franchises. To me, what the Lakers have done since 2020 hasn't made any sense. Um, there was a formula there. You had LeBron, you had AD, and you put around them uh, older vets that were smart players, like a Rondo, uh, a Dwight Howard, uh, young wings, that could defend and shoot threes. Danny Green, obviously, later in his career, they opted not to bring him back. He ended up signing a, a free agent deal. But they had KCP. They had Kyle Kuzma. Now there's rumors of bringing Kuzma back. Um, the next year, they go super young with their ancillary pieces. That doesn't work. They lose to the, the Phoenix Suns, even though Chris Paul can't shoot a jump shot because his shoulder's messed up. Then they trade for Russell Westbrook. And anybody who has watched basketball knows that that's not going to be a good fit for Russ. That's not going to be a good fit for Braun. Um, we saw in Miami how they built around LeBron. We saw in uh, Cleveland how they built around LeBron. They, and then we saw in L.A. them do it right and how they built around LeBron. And then all of a sudden they veer off that course and they get into a situation where they're stuck. They're stuck. And 
Russ is obviously going to be up after this year. Who knows what will happen if they do end up making any trades, but I just don't like how they built that team around LeBron and AD over the last two years. It hasn't really made any sense to me, given that they had a blueprint in 2020 and they were a great basketball team that year. Yeah, everybody kind of knocks the bubble. Like, they were awesome that year. I played against them. They were awesome. Before COVID hit, they were awesome. They were an awesome team. So I just don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I'm with you. Danny Green said the same thing on this podcast uh, earlier this season. Basically, like, you know, we, we, we knew what we had and it was the right it was the right uh, formula around LeBron. And everybody kind of knows that by now. Um, I'll be curious to see what they do. But yeah, to me, holding on to those those picks for what? You know, you're you're not you know you don't know when you're getting another opportunity like this, and those picks are not necessarily going to you know when's the last time? I mean, it, it's been since Kobe in '96, and he was obviously a pick they traded for, but they haven't been built around a superstar that they drafted in a very long time. I, I think it's very hard now to uh, operate your team in a way that your priorities are trades and free agency. Um, I talked about this. Uh, last year, d- late in the playoffs. If you looked at the teams that were playing late in the playoffs, uh, Boston, Phoenix, Dallas, uh, Golden State, of course, uh, Miami, like they all had drafted well. Yeah. It's homegrown talent. And again, 2020 is an anomaly there. It's an anomaly. I- I'll admit it. It's a, it, does, it doesn't hold weighed against my my argument here but the big three in boston had a homegrown talent in paul pierce the big three in miami had a homegrown talent in, in Dwayne wade the big three in cleveland did with kyrie irving like you you have to be able to draft well and and there's teams that just haven't done that yeah a uh, couple quick ones before i get you out of here so um the podcast you obviously get amazing guests um doesn't hurt that these were your former peers, teammates, everything else. Um, you've had Steph Curry recently, Donovan Mitchell, Bradley Beal, obviously the great interview with Ben Simmons uh, before training camp. Um, you clearly have an advantage over us uh, media lifers, us ink-stained wretches uh, on, on some level. But no, like what I'm always impressed about, JJ, uh, uh, flatter you uh, just blatantly for a minute here. You guys, you and Tommy are so incredibly prepared for these things. Like you, it's not, you're not just like having your buddies on to let's just shoot the shit for a while. Like it's, it's clear you guys have done a lot of homework first. That makes sense to me. Cause I used to see your pregame routine uh, <laughs> before games and you had this like obsessive pregame routine. So I, I imagine it's all the same thing you're channeling into the podcast, but there, the, the disadvantage or the, um, the unfair advantage that I will say as a, as a lifetime media member, um, it's very clear to me that, uh, you're going to get better responses from them, even if it was the exact same question asked the ex- exact same way. And I'm just curious, like, uh, how kind of attuned to that you are realizing that like you have a credibility that I can't possibly have, um, sitting in front of the same microphone. And I don't begrudge it at all because I love listening to your podcast. And again, you guys do a great job. But do you, do you, can you sense that, that guys are just more at ease because they, they know that with whatever they're saying to you, you understand it on a level that I can't possibly? Yes. I, I, mean, I, I, I feel that. And I, I agree with sort of all the uh, thoughts and points that you uh, just made. There, there is a, there is a comfort level. There's a there's a 
uh, inherent shared mutual uh, respect. And that's not to say that players don't respect the media and the media doesn't respect players, traditional media. I'm, I'm lumping you in with everybody else. Sorry for a second. That's not to say that I, the, there, there's guys that complain about. I I was never like, oh, the media is out to get me. No, it's like dude, anything that the media ever wrote bad about me, I brought it upon myself. You're going to write bad about me because I played a shitty game. Yeah, I, I played a shitty game. Like I brought that on myself. If I if I messed up off the court and you wrote something about it. Yeah, I messed up. Like I, I'll, I'll own it. I never had that sort of sense of. Uh, someone being out to get me, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what the secret sauce of the show is. I, it's hard for me. I, I, I think, I think my agenda is always the same with the show. The agenda is, I'm having a player on that either I like because he's my friend or I like him as a player. I, I wouldn't have a guy on the show that I wasn't a fan of already. Um, and my hope with each guy we have on the show is that if you weren't a fan and you listened to the show or watched the show on YouTube, you would come away and say, you know what? Like, I thought a, I thought a certain way about Patrick Beverly, but I like him. I thought a certain way about Ben Simmons, but you know, he's not so bad. Like, it's we talk about it all the time. It's just the humanization of it, uh, of athletes. It, it, it's like this there's there's of course there's storytelling and hopefully there's a little bit of humor and hopefully there's a little bit of truth and a little bit of letting your guard down um but yeah i i know i have an advantage i'm sorry howard i know <laughs> it's all right just the reality no it's i i i can make i can make the call and i don't always book the guests you know we we kind of team up on that and kylie who runs our company does a great job and uh you know do, does a lot of the, the the booking element of it but i i know like you know i can i can sit there and be like at any point in time at any point in time if i don't have a guest for a week we've got like four correspondents i i can i can call mikhail i can call tyrese i can call alex caruso and be like hey i need you to jump on for 45 minutes like that's that's pretty cool. And we're very grateful for everybody that comes on the show. I have that same thing, but it's uh, Sam Amick and Vinny Goodwill. So you know, I know, I know how you guys do it. I know how you guys do it. I see it. <laughs> the Ben Simmons one was amazing, though, because he is so closed off uh, with the media, more so than the average player, right? Like he is impenetrable, I feel like. And for the his whole career, and you obviously you played with him, you got to know him on a different level. But that was the one where I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm hearing the real Ben Simmons for the literally for the first time when I listened to him on your podcast. And then it was literally like three days later at Media Day in Brooklyn, which I attended, and it was back to just boom, uh, three word <laughs> answers. He's 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 stone faced. I'm like, god damn it! Like I I thought like maybe this is the moment where we get a little bit more of the humanity of Ben Simmons, and it was uh, uh, nope nope right right back to it. But, Look, Ben Ben is a little bit. I was around him for two years, and, and we're obviously still friends. He's a he's a little bit introverted, and yeah. I I. I I have this weird balance of uh, introversion, extroversion, depending on my mood. But I was naturally growing up very, very introverted. And I, I get I get Ben. Like, I get Ben. I, the funny thing about that interview was some of the responses, and it is largely Philadelphia sports fans, and I, I never fault Philly sports fans. I love their, their craziness. Um, 
but there, you know, I let him off the hook. And I'm like, what question, Howard, did I not ask Ben? Was there a single controversial thing that ever happened that I did not ask him about? Did people want me to grill my friend like I like it was Frost Nixon? Like, what are we? It's a <laughs> podcast about basketball. Like, it's a podcast about basketball. The guy yeah. has clearly gone through some shit over the last year. Like, I'm not going to try to make this guy look bad. And like, I'm not a journalist either. Like, yeah. it's like what? It's, uh, I love you, it. You I no, you it. you hit all the main things. And yes, are there are were there moments there where I because yes, my journalist brain kicks in immediately. Yeah. Like, oh, ask him this or I'll follow up with this. No, yeah. you don't. And even when I have people on this podcast, I'm not looking to grill somebody. Like the podcast is for me. This is part journalism, part entertainment. Um, it's 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 a little bit lighter. It's not quite the same as if I'm doing some in depth story where I'm gonna you know say oh but hold on but wait a minute. You know, and I didn't, yeah, I, I don't listen to your podcast expecting that. Even if in the, my own head, I was like, oh, yeah. go a little further. Oh, he, he veered. Shit. But I, mean, I, are, I, I get there, that. There are times, and I, I, I'm I, not going to name the time. There are times when I feel like it's necessary and the guest is comfortable enough that we can, we can do the follow-up question. And, but again, I think specifically that Ben thing, Ben had not, had not really spoken and, and said anything. Yeah. And, you know, him and his sister had reached out to us and said, you know, Ben really wants to do the show before the season. We said, great. Um, we didn't know. We had no idea when we agreed to do it in July that it was going to end up being like right before training camp. Um, but I, I felt like as a human, I felt like as a human, it was like my responsibility to ask the question. Yeah. But then just give him the respect of saying he's going to answer it however he wants to answer it, whatever his truth is, whatever his thoughts are and opinions are. That's his opinion. That's that's what he's been waiting to say. And if he doesn't want to go any further, that's not on that's not on me. Like I, I'm, I'm giving him I'm giving him the it's the same thing we do on every show. I'm giving you the platform. You can yeah. you can do three word answers if you want. Where I'll, I'll I'll talk the whole podcast. It's fine. But uh, yeah, I. I I, I actually, that was one of the Steph one that we did recently, the Ben one. Um, those are two of the most fun episodes, I think, that that, that I've done. As a listener, I would agree. Those are the two of the most uh, that I, I enjoyed the most, in large part because of how much they said that I had not heard before. Steph talks all the time, but Steph, I felt like, gave you guys kind of a different uh, insight and version of things. Who's your white whale guest? Like, you, you, it feels like you could get almost anybody, and it's obviously there's probably some limits there, but like, who's the one guest you either haven't been able to get, um, or maybe you haven't asked yet, but like, who's the, the white whale, the ideal? Um, you know, Steph, I, I would say for basketball, there was, there was three and, and Steph was one of them. Um, so I've, I've got to kind of now get a third one and I'll, I'll say, I'll put Devin Booker now in that category. I, I'm totally fascinated by him and he's someone who largely avoids doing a ton of press. Now he'll talk about his car collection. He'll talk about, uh, you know, his, he did his 80 architectural digest home tour. He does all that. Yeah. Uh, but I, LeBron, LeBron for sure. And him and I have discussed him coming on the show. Um, I hope it happens someday. Uh, and then I actually, it's funny cause how, how many basketball podcasts have great Larry bird stories? I mean, we had, you know, we had GP on uh, Gary Payton on last year and he told some stories. I was watching, um, 
uh, Knuckleheads podcast the other day on YouTube and uh, James Worthy had some Larry Bird stories. And I'm like, you know, it'd be great to have on the show is Larry Bird himself. For sure. Uh, and he's, I, 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 that's the, I think it's, I think hopefully we get LeBron. I'm not hopeful that we get Larry Bird. I just know I would love to have Larry Bird on the show. Bird's been pretty reclusive since, even when he was with the Pacers, but especially since he retired. It's, it's, he's, uh, he's hard to track down. Yeah. Uh, JJ, I know you got uh, more uh, commitments to get to. So I appreciate you spending the time. Again, JJ here, courtesy of DraftKings. Uh, JJ, thank you for the restaurant recommendations, the pizza recommendations, everything else. Uh, thanks for spending the time. Always good to see you, Howard. We'll you talk soon. All right. Later. Take care. Okay, that's it for today's show. My thanks again to J.J. Reddick. Thanks to PR ace Sammy Steinlight for facilitating. Thanks to our producer, Shelby Royston. And thank you all for listening. Remember, you can hear Chris Mannix and me every Tuesday on The Crossover with all the latest NBA chatter. And then on Fridays, it's me and a guest. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to The Crossover wherever you get your podcasts. And hit me with all your feedback on Twitter, at Howard Beck. Enjoy the holidays, everybody. See you next week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.